Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour Podcast. My name is Jamie Ivey, and I am your host, and I am so glad that you're here listening. This is episode number four, and today I am interviewing my friend, Wynn Elder. She lives in West Texas, and she's a wife and a mom, uh, just two sweet babies that she's going to tell us about, and she is a blogger. She used to be a photographer, and she is an ambassador for Noonday Collection, and I am excited for her to share her story with you and for us to talk about what we're doing in our lives. We also talk about some 90s heartthrobs. I think you're going to like that a lot, but I think you're just going to love our interview today. I wanted to say thank you to Amanda Brown. She was my guest last week. Well, she designed the logo for um, the Happy Hour podcast, and so I love it so much. She has an Etsy shop called Howdy Do Prints, and she actually has a coupon for you guys. If you enter HAPPY10, you can get 10% off your order. I also want to say thank you to Homestead. They um, have the song and intro uh, for the podcast. We love their music. Check them out if you need it. Um, So many of you have left comments and reviews. One person said, love the podcast. My only suggestion is that you get it on iTunes. Well, Lisa, I'm here to tell you that it is on iTunes. And last week it went up on iTunes and actually for a day, it was the second, it was number two podcast under kids and family. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to you guys for listening. I would love it if you would rate it and leave a review because that's what helps people find the podcast. But Sarah said, I love your podcast. I'm a stay-at-home mom who hates cleaning, and I just mopped and scrubbed my floors while listening to your podcast. It was so awesome. I had such a fun time listening that I completely forgot I was cleaning. I love the honest conversation between you and your friends. I wish more women were honest about their down- downfalls, a.k.a. not cooking, procrastinating, teacher appreciation week. I just really enjoyed the podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. It's inspiring other women out there. Sarah, I'm so glad I can inspire you with my procrastination. If there is anything I have going on, it is this. Um, Noelle left a comment on the blog that said, this brightened my day at work. Thank you. Also, great reading list for this summer. Jen Hatmaker on our podcast talked about a ton of books. And actually, we talk about a few today as well. New books I'm reading and what Wynn is reading as well. And I've listed those um, in the show notes on the blog. So if you have any questions about anything on here, Go to my website, jamieivy.com. There'll be show, no- show notes. I can't speak. Show notes from today's interview with Wynn. You can find the other podcasts. I would really, really, really love it if you subscribe to the podcast via podcast via iTunes. And if you want to leave a comment, you can. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the show. Here's my friend Wynn. Looking back, looking back at happy hour. Hey, Jamie. Thanks okay. so much. Yes. Okay. So real quick, will you give a really brief introduction of yourself? Because we're going to dive more into that, but just real brief, tell, tell all the listeners who you are. Yeah. Well, um, I live in West Texas. I've been married to my husband for seven and a half years. I'm a mom. I have two kids. I'm a noonday collection ambassador and I'm a blogger and I used to have a photography business, but I still do photography just sort of for fun. That's what I was going to ask you. So that used to be your full on job and it's not anymore. Right. Yeah. It was my full time job. And the summer before we went to pick up the kids in Ethiopia, I just sort of took a break and now being a mom full time plus noonday and blogging, it's just don't have time for that right now. Maybe later, but not in this season. But you know what? I have tons of friends that are photographers and let me tell you, it's fun to have a friend that knows how to take some pictures. Yeah. Because I'm trying to be better about taking pictures of my own kids because that's something that's hard to do when yeah. you're always shooting for clients. So That's so true. 
Okay, so you are um, an ambassador for Noonday, and I think actually yeah. I love Noonday. I know all about Noonday, but I don't know if everyone listening does. But, you know, what's interesting is I think Jessica, the founder, is the next guest on the happy hour. So that'll be oh, fun. fun. Yeah. So we'll let her tell lots about Noonday. But just tell us real quick, what is Noonday, if someone's listening and don't even know, and what do you do as an ambassador? Yeah. Um, New Day Collection, we have artisans all over the world who get paid a fair living wage for what they do. They make beautiful pieces. And basically, we create a marketplace for them here to sell their goods. And so what I love about it is it's really people say like women for women, um, but we're creating a marketplace for them and they're creating jobs for us too. So it really is like a partnership. Like I think when I used to think of fair trade, it was like, stuff that wasn't very cute, but you bought it because you knew it helped somebody. Mm-hmm. But Noonday has just taken it to a whole new level. And I've actually gotten to go and meet our artisans in Ethiopia, Rwanda, and Uganda, some of them on multiple wow. occasions. And I didn't so know that. It's, it's been a huge part of my story and our lives the past few years, and I just love it. That's it's super fun. cool. And I know y'all have a big trip coming up with Noonday, and I'm going to talk to Jessica about that more, but y'all are going to Rwanda. Yes, we are going so to cool. Rwanda. So it's like a dream of a dream trip for me. You know, I want to go to Rwanda very badly. A couple of years ago, um, I read a book. Oh my gosh, Left to Tell. Have you read it? I Somebody just let me borrow it and it's on my list. Okay, so you have to read Left to Tell. It's about um, the genocide that went on. Uh, I'm going to get the dates wrong, but when that went down, which is just horrific. Yes. And this girl, this doesn't give anything away, but she survives and just how she survived. It literally gives me chills thinking out of the book. It's called left to tell. And, um, it was so good. And then I also read the book. I read both these books one summer, you know, the movie hotel Rwanda. Yeah. Well, that was based on a book and I read that book, but for the life of me, I can't think of the name, but I'll put it in the show notes so everyone can know about it. But I have been yeah. wanting to go to Rwanda ever since reading those books. It is such a beautiful place. I've been there um, a few times and it's clean and it's beautiful. And Kigali, the capital feels like a small town. Like everybody knows everybody. It's crazy. That's so fun. Now you have two kids um, from an African country, not Rwanda, but they're both from Ethiopia. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Tell us briefly um, what led you to your kids, how old they are, because they are really close in age. Yes. So... Uh, my husband and I were trying to get pregnant for about a year. And in the middle of all that, I had a job that took a lot of my attention. So I sort of put that on the shelf for the summer. And it was in that time that this young college girl actually asked me what the deal was, why I didn't have kids yet. You know, I was 25, married a few years. Was she being, and, nice? Was she being nice about it or kind of well, like? That's just like her personality. She's just okay. very bold. And this is my first time to ever meet her like this week. But anyway, so she asked me at the end of the conversation, she's like, have you ever thought about adoption? And I never had. It was never anything that was on my radar. I was like, no. Yeah. And she challenged me to pray about it. And within a week, I was like, yep, that's what we're supposed to do. So oh my gosh, my, that just gave me chills when it is pretty crazy. It took my husband a few months to get on board. And then actually we were at together for adoption when your husband was leading worship mm-hmm. and Stephen, my husband, had been praying that God would just show him what he wanted to show him about the orphan. And it was when Aaron was leading worship that Stephen says the Holy Spirit just totally came and let, made him feel like an orphan for a minute. He's like, I felt their hurt and their pain and everything is, I, you know, the, I know this is what we're supposed to do. Let's do it. Wow. What year so, was that? 2010. Okay. And that weekend was also the weekend that Noonday launched. That was when I met Jessica for the first time. Oh my gosh. 
and became obsessed with Noonday. And then I shortly thereafter became or did a trunk show for our adoption. And then she asked me to be, to be an ambassador. So I was one of the, I think I was the fifth ambassador. Wow. And how many so, ambassadors do y'all have now? Like over 500. Wow. So you're like in it from the beginning. Yeah. That's fun. I went to Jessica when she had her first little show at her house where she, she'll tell the story that she just yeah. had all this stuff and she Where'd was just like, I'm going to sell it. Yeah. And I was, I remember so that cool. and I had a story. My kids had not been home very long. They came home in 2010. So yeah. Okay. So, so my then kids, that led you to. Yeah. To Ethiopia. And it was about a two year process and we knew we wanted to adopt a little boy and, um, we got a re- referral off a waiting child's list. And then, um, two months later we lost the referral. So we lost the referral, but before we lost the referral, we had asked, um, if we could accept the referral for a girl and, um, they said no. And then when we lost our referral, they gave us these referrals for our kids and they're three and a half weeks apart. And it was not anything we thought we would have, but we had 24 hours to say yes or no. And I mean, we said yes. And we can't imagine now only having our son. I mean, our daughter is Asher. She is just a joy. They both are. So it's been fun. Now they're a little over two and talking. So you basically, you have twins. Yes. I mean, basically. basically That's what I usually tell people at the grocery store, wherever. Do you just leave it at that? You have twins? Yeah. If people keep asking, I mean, I go go into it a little bit, but I think what's going to be hard as they get older and they're understanding what what I'm saying is when people ask if they're real brother and sister, Uh and that's hard because, yes, they are brother and sister. And I know what people are trying to say. Are they biologically related? And obviously they're not. They're less than a month apart. (laughs) We get that with Story and Amos, Mm -hmm. uh, both of our kids that are from Haiti. And uh, people say all the time, are they they brother and sister? And I'm like, I just say yes. Yes. And then if they ask any more questions, I say, oh, no, they're not biologically related. Like, I just yeah. kind of leave it at that. Because you're right. It's, it's different when they can hear the answer, when my kids are around. Yes. Like, yes, they're brother and sister. They're, they have the same last name, you know? Yeah. Um, I have to tell you this funny story. So I have twins every six months. So Deacon and Amos are six months apart. So right now I have a 10-year-old, 9-year-old, 8-year-old, and 6-year-old. But just last week, I had two eight-year-olds, okay? So everyone, oh my I, gosh. So when I say the name, they're like, you have twins. So one time I was working out at the gym, and um, it was in the we were in the dressing room, and we were changing. And I was probably, I'm not that modest, so I'm changing in front of, and this woman is in there. And she's like, oh, hey, how are you? I'm like, I'm fine. She said, do you have any kids? And I said, yes, I have four. And she goes, oh, my gosh, you have four kids? You do not look like you've had four kids. And I was like thinking, Okay, I've only birthed one. Do I tell her this? Do I tell her this? And so <laughs> I just went with it and I was like, oh, thanks. You know, I was like, I guess I needed to feel good about myself. And then she said, how old are they? And I told her the ages. And it was at that point that it sounded like I had twins. That they're the same. Yeah. yeah. And she goes, oh, you have twins? <laughs> and I was like, um, and when I kid you not, I said, yes, I totally lied because she was totally making me just like, feel good about myself. And then I raced out of there so she couldn't see that like my kids are black and I didn't birth <laughs> any of the three of them. So it was kind of funny. Hey. Yeah. Okay. So your kids, your girl's name is Asher. Yes. And your boy's name is Camp. Yes. Where'd you Asher find those Camp. names? Well, Camp has a whole story behind it. We, my dream was always to run my own Christian summer camp. Did you and ever work at one? Yes. I worked at, I worked at Camp all through summer. I did it for my internship. 
before I graduated college, um, and then interviewed for several job camps camp full time. Did you work at? I worked at well, I worked at Camp Mystic uh-huh. in Texas, and then I um, went on a limb and went to California, not knowing a soul, and interned with a camp called Hume Lake. It's like okay. the biggest Christian camp on the West Coast. Fun. I worked and at a camp in really college fun. too. It was awesome. Oh, so fun. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I always thought I would do and was trying to make it happen and thought that everything lined up with my gifts and passions and education. I mean, that was my major in college basically and um, just wasn't what God had for us. And so when we decided to adopt, it was just sort of like, okay, this is, you know, this is what God had for us. He did have a camp for us. It just looked different than, than we thought. That is really, really cool. So, and then Asher, I don't know. We just like, it was on our boy or girl name list. It's a biblical name. And we found out her um, Ethiopian name was Asante. And immediately we were like, Asher. Yep. So. I love it. And which one's older? Camp is older. Okay. Technically. Okay. But everyone thinks Asher's older because she's bigger. You know, I thought that too when I was looking at your blog this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're parenting two little ones and you told me that you have them in like a mother's day out type thing. And now it's the summer. What does that look like for you? The summer Woo. with two well, two-year-olds. Well, this is the first week. So it's going <laughs> good so going? far. Well, we got a little trampoline that we set up in our backyard and a swing set. And so that has been endless entertainment. And, um, we, this morning we walked, took a walk and we walked to the park in our neighborhood and played. I think if we could just have some sort of activity every morning, then we'll be good. Yesterday I went and worked out at my church. They have a very inexpensive workout classes and free childcare. Uh, you so that's going to be our Tuesday, Thursday thing. Every single time that door's open is when you should be there. Yeah. So we're actually have sort of a fun summer. We are taking a road trip in like two weeks, four, two weeks. And Wait, you're so, going to be in the car driving with your two two-year-olds for two weeks? <laughs> <laughs> Did I hear that right? Yeah, basically. Okay, so where are y'all going? And yeah. I, like, does this stress you out? I'm stressed out for you. No, I'm, I'm really excited. I think okay. we're going to go to Target this afternoon and start okay. gathering $1 bin supplies. <laughs> so where are y'all going? Well, one of my, my oldest friend um, is getting married in North Carolina. And, um, I'm in the wedding and my husband is actually going to Ethiopia for 12 days and he's supposed to leave this day after the wedding. And so we just decided to road trip to North Carolina and drop him off at the airport in Atlanta and just sort of make our way back to Texas while he's in Ethiopia and just visit friends. Okay. So let's get this straight. You are road tripping alone for some of it. Yeah. Okay. You're a brave woman. I used to do, I used to drive. We used to live in Nashville. My parents lived in Houston and I would drive with two kids to come visit them. And so it can be done. Yeah. Well, I'm like, okay, I could sit at home uh-huh. with no, we don't have any family where we live. Yeah. I could sit at home and do nothing for 12 days or we could make a fun adventure. It'll be so fun. Yeah. Here's my we advice. Sh- if you're trying to get somewhere like I used to get up and literally I'd have my car packed the night before and then I would leave it like four in the morning because I could yeah. get all the way from Nashville to like Jackson, which is about, you know, two and a half, three hours away. Um, and almost to Memphis before even breakfast. So I was yeah, like, that's good. get them in the car, let them sleep. And you're like, put in so many miles before they even wake up for breakfast. So good. I think the hardest thing is just loading and unloading the car. Yes. So many times. And you have to take everything in your house. 
Everything. Everything. Well, the good thing is it seems like everybody has one pack and play. And so I only have to bring one of those. Oh, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. Now they're big enough. They can just sit at the table. And there's some things now that are make it a little bit easier. Uh, we're going on a couple of trips this summer and we're driving to Tennessee. We're going to be staying in a cabin there for a week, but driving with my four is different than little kids. I mean, I tell them to pack their, they pack their own bags, basically not story. She's six. I still do hers, but I just give them a list of what they need and they get packed their bag. It's it's really wonderful. That's going to be the day. It will come. You guys in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Wow. So are y'all, this is kind of personal, but are y'all, is two your number of kids or do you think there'll be more elders? Oh no, there's definitely going to be more. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. We, you know, we're just sort of those people. Like we say, we're like, we're probably not ever going to say we are absolutely done. Yeah. Like I could see us at like 45 adopting a teenager. Like who knows? Right. I don't think we're done adopting, but we're also still sort of back on the fertility, infertility journey. So, and when you say that, what do you mean? Uh, we've just been doing fertility treatment for the last year. Okay. But we're taking a break this summer. Okay. So it's just been nice to not worry about it. And now this, this is a question that I would like to hear your answer to doing, dealing with fertility issues previously to having your kids versus dealing with fertility issues. Now, do those differ at all for you as a woman, as a mom, are those different feelings? Is that a different struggle? I think that's a good question. I think it's different in some regards for sure. Cause before I didn't have any kids and mm-hmm. all I wanted was to be a mom desperately. And I think that in the waiting season of my kids, God really showed me that family is more than blood. And even people who weren't technically adopted into my family that I loved, like they were my own, like I could be their spiritual mother. Um, but I think now, I think the thing that's 
that's hard now is I just want to experience being pregnant. Like I just want to have that experience. And it's Mm -hmm. hard because all of my friends are pregnant around in my town. Like Mm -hmm. I, we hosted a baby shower dinner for three girls like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So that's hard. Does it, does it, is as hard as it was before? Um, not, I mean, some days okay. there def- I definitely have days where just the ugly cry needs to happen. Um, but most of the time, no, I mean, I'm just busy with my kids and doing life busy and being a mom. Being a mom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's so a good questions. That's good. I know that a lot of people listening will probably be able to relate to that in one form or another. Um, you have a blog and you write. Yeah. Um, and it's called gloriously ruined. Yes. What does that mean? So, uh, my husband and I went on our first mission trip to Ethiopia and Uganda the summer of 2011. So the summer after we, you know, decided to adopt and, um, we just saw things that we had never seen and we experienced things we never experienced. And they're just things that broke our hearts. Um, and I think once we saw them, we knew we couldn't go back to life as it was our life. That was, you know, our normal life, the, mm-hmm. the, basically the American, you know, what you're supposed to do, go to college, get engaged, buy a house, get a job, get a dog, have a kid, retire, travel, you know, right. We just knew that that, that we can never go back to that. So I always say that God on that trip just ruined, totally ruined my life, but it was a good thing. I mean, it was a good ruining. And so it was a good, it was a glorious, yeah, I like that. I like that. I, when we first started seeing the world, how most people live in the world, other than us here in America, it changed our lives. It changed everything about our lives, you know? And I always say, I think everyone needs to get out and see the real world. Um, unfortunately, you know, I don't want my kids to grow up thinking that America is how most of the world lives because that's not truth. Um, and so we took our son Caden to Haiti with us last uh, a year ago, he was, he was, um, newly turned nine. So he was nine and it was his first trip out of the country. And it was also to the country where his brother and sister were born. Um, and it was good. You know, I think I expected a little bit more from him. Like I expected this like profoundness maybe, but he's nine and he just yeah. enjoyed the kids there. And you know, kids I mean, are kids. That's, that's exactly thing. right. Yeah. That's so cool. I, we talk about that all the time. We cannot wait to take Camp Asher back to Ethiopia and we're just waiting for the day that that is going to be a reality. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. That really is cool. Okay. Um, I know you have two kids, so you don't get out much. I'm assuming maybe what's the last movie you saw. Okay. So I was thinking about this. We saw Divergent. Oh, that's on my summer reading list. Have you read it? No, I had no idea what it was about. My (laughs) husband and I had one night away. We were actually in Austin. Uh And after we went shopping and ate, we were like, let's go see a movie. So we had no idea what was it about. We just went and it was really good. Does it make, are you a reader? Does it make you want to read the book? Yes. Okay. But see, sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Now that I've seen the movie, like, I think if I would have read the book first, I probably would have been disappointed in the movie. Mm, yeah. But since I didn't know what was happening, yeah, I liked it. I so, yeah, like I probably to read should go books back. before the movie. So I have Divergent yes. to read this summer that I'm going to read. I also just started The Fault in Our Stars. Oh, yes. My sister was telling me about that. It's a movie coming out. So that yeah. means I got to read it. Um, the yes. Fault in Our Stars. I'm like three chapters in. I just started today. Ooh. 
I like that. The last movie that Aaron and I saw, I do not get to the movie very often, but it was on my birthday and I wanted to go to the movie Alamo Draft House so we could have lunch and, you know, yes. do our thing and watch a movie. And um, so the only movie that was playing was a movie called Transcendence. Do you yeah. know what this is? No. Okay. I saw the movie and I still don't know what it's about. Uh, <laughs> it was like some kind of sci-fi At the end, literally, I looked at Aaron and I went, I don't get it. I I have no idea what just happened. I'm like a question asker in movies. Like, I annoy people that I go to the movies with because I'm like, why just, why are they doing that? What's happening? (laughs) That would drive Aaron insane. (laughs) That is so funny. Um, Did you hear about that movie, Mom's Night Out? Yes, I am desperate to see it. My mom has called me the past two days. She's like, when you have got to get your girlfriends and go see that movie. So has she seen it? Yes, her and my dad, they go to movies like, Probably three times a week. Um, They're obsessed. I hope they see everything. That'll be Aaron and I. I know it when we're older. We love movies. They go to like afternoon movies. Yeah. And my dad will just take off work an hour early and they go to the movies. I love it. I haven't seen uh, Mom's Night Out either. I actually have four free tickets sitting on my desk that I just need to find a time to go use. Um, but I've heard great things about it. Oh, I heard it was so fun. I like cried watching the previews. You know, there's a book too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I have it here. I should read it first. <laughs> Um, I can't remember who wrote it. I thought I had it. I don't know. I would like to see your book collection. <laughs> Ooh, I love books. Um, but I borrow a lot of books and all that kind of stuff. And I use the library a lot. I need to do that. Our library is, we just got a new library and it's really awesome. I just, we, I just took the kids yesterday and I paid everyone's fines down to zero. And I said, <laughs> starting right now, any fines are yours. Cause I'm hey, just like, yeah, it's good. I know. You've inspired me to sit in my backyard and read in the afternoons. That's Aaron the other day. He was like, when do you read? I was like, I sit outside, especially in the summer. I will sit outside while the kids play and read. Yeah. It's the best. What are you reading? Did you? Oh, I'm reading like 10 different things right now. Are you one of I... those people that read that many books at a time? Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. I'm reading Bird by Bird. So good. Still trying to get through Restless. It's good. So good, but it's like I need time to like think about think about questions. it. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, there's some books that I can just fly through, and some books need more attention. Yeah. Like I'm reading Notes from a Blue Bike, and that's just it's sort of good. a fun, yeah. mm-hmm. fun one. But I'm reading. I'm still reading um, Daring Greatly, which is a Jessica suggestion. Oh, I don't by know Brene this one. Brown. Oh yeah, I've heard of her. Oh my gosh! I have not but read it's like any of her stuff. It's though. like read a chapter, wait a month. Read it. I mean, it's so intense that yeah. it just, you know, and I'm reading the locust effect. I need to get my just, hands on that. Yeah, it's good. Um, <clears throat> I like in the summer to read books that are quick, easy, like The Fault yeah. in Our Stars, Divergent. I'm going to ble- breeze through those next week when I'm in Mexico with a man. Oh, my gosh. So nice. I'm so excited. Um, I have to ask you this. When y'all were here in Austin, where'd you eat? Oh, my gosh. Where do we eat? Well, Matt's Hot Rancho is our favorite. Okay. We used to go there. We used to have a dinner club. We would go every single Wednesday night and eat now, dinner did there. did you used to live in Austin? Yeah. We lived in Austin when we first were married for like a year and a half. Okay. And that's so, how you know my friend Chloe that no one else on here will know, but yeah. Um, I did not know her from that. I knew her from our first mission trip ever. She oh, okay. trip with us. Okay. Okay. But, there you go. Okay. Yeah. So Matt's on Rancho Gel's place. Oh, yeah. Matt's, we went to um, Uchi. Uh-huh. So it's a sushi we, we, place. We, we took the kids to the like trailer park uh-huh. uh, food truck place. Yeah. 
That's always Chewy's. fun. Chewy's we is our to, place. Uh, oh gosh, what is that place? It's like on the triangle. There's like multiple locations. It's a lunch place, and they have a really good turkey uh-huh. sandwich on yeah ciabatta bread. What's that yeah. place called? It's right there on the corner in the triangle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll think oh, about no. it in a minute. And Home Slice. I love Home Slice. I love Home Slice, too. It's one of our favorite pizza places here in town. But we've been um, eating, like, neither one of us need to eat gluten-free. But Aaron says it makes him feel better when he does. So we've been eating gluten-free a little bit. So let's cut out pizza for us a lot. Oh, yeah. Although that's, that's like, one of my vices. I love it. Um, Speaking of food, you told me you're doing a weight loss challenge. Oh, yeah. What is this? Okay. It's called A Little Too Fluffy. And it's two of my friends online, um, Danielle and Karina, and they've been doing it for a while. And they do it. It's like six-week increments. So you pay like $25, and then you send in your weight every week. And at the end of the six weeks, a person with the biggest percentage of weight loss wins. Okay, so my scale battery is out, so I have not sent in my weight since the first uh. week. So I have no idea how much weight I've lost. But it's really just been a good challenge to get me thinking differently about my choices, yeah. eating and trying to exercise. Good. Like walking the kids in the afternoon. That's exercise. I've done this, the same challenge with them. I think I did maybe the first or second time they did it. And what's good about it is you've got money invested. Yeah. So, you know, there's a little bit more on the line when you're 20, I mean, $25 is not that much money, but still, and you can win all the money. Isn't that how y'all do it? Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. I asked you what you're reading book wise. Um, what study are you doing right now? Bible study. Well, I'm doing the She Reads Truth Nehemiah mm-hmm. study, and I'm actually doing the If Equip Act study. Okay. Which the thing but, about both of those that if, if you're listening, you don't understand this, I'll link in the show notes about these things. But the beauty of both of those is that they send you an email every single day. Yeah. Which I think that is the most, whoever's idea that is, is the most brilliant thing because every morning I wake up and both of those are there for me to see. Yeah. It's great. Well, it's good. I just have them saved on my iPad and pull them up and they're quick, but good. I mean, it's just, they're both so different, but it's crazy how they both apply so much to my life right now. It's so good. So yeah. good. So, okay. and I think Ruth and Titus are the next She Reads Truth. Oh, I love that. I just studies. read Ruth this spring. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. What year were you born when? I'm going to share our ages real quick. 1984. 84. Okay. I was born in 78, but we both were teenagers in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I found this thing the other day. It's called the most important <laughs> teen heartthrobs of the 90s. Oh, my God. Okay. So there's 25. I'm going to go through okay. them quickly, and you tell me if you remember these people. Zachary okay. Ty Bryan. Okay. He yes. was on Home Improvement. Yes, I will totally watch that show. We used to watch Home Improvement too. Okay, Will Friedel. Yeah, I remember him. He was on Boy Meets World. Okay. I never watched Boy Meets World, so I'm out on that. I watched that. Yeah, I watched that. Okay, now this next one, Luke Perry. Oh, yeah. See, that was more like when I was in high school. AKA Dylan. Like McKay. older. Yes. Yes. He was on 90210. Do you remember? Yeah. Did, you, did you watch 90210? I watched it, I think, like late high school okay, and into college. We were more into it in college, okay. like on the I, DVD. Thing. I was early high school. Do you remember when Dylan McKay's girlfriend died in that car wreck? Yes. And it was raining and he ran up on the scene. I have no idea why I remember that so clearly. <laughs> hey. Okay. Next is Eric Von 
Deaton. Okay. He was from the Disney Channel Brink. I don't think I watched that. I didn't either. We didn't have cable growing up, so I didn't get to see Disney Channel. All right, next, Mario Lopez. Oh, yeah. From, um, oh, my gosh. Say by the Bell. Say by the Bell. Okay, this is hilarious. My parents did not let me watch Say by the Bell. Like, they thought it was too racy or something. Okay. I mean, I watched it. Like, I watched it at friends' houses. But my high school friends, to this day, still make fun of me that I was not technically allowed to watch it. What were your parents' reasoning with Say by the Bell? I'm just curious. I don't know. Throw them under the bus. Well, because I was in like elementary school. Okay, so it was a little. I think they thought it was just a little too old. Yeah. You know what? I have elementary kids now, and some of the stuff on, like, we just watched High School Musical, and how long has that been out? Forever. Just because it's high school kids, and I was just like, I don't know. Like, I tried to watch. Aaron was out of town. I was gonna be cool mom, and I put on um, Back to the Future because I was like, Oh my gosh, my boys are gonna love this. And then we're watching. I'm like. These are like high school kids, and this is inappropriate yeah. for my kids. So I get yeah. maybe I see we were parents. Okay, I think that was their reasoning. Next is James Vanderbeek. Oh, Dawson's Creek. Hello, Dawson's Creek. I watched some of Dawson's Creek, but I w- I wasn't a huge fan of it. But that's I love Dawson's it. Creek. Okay, next is Nick Carter. Okay, so confession: me and my friends were more Backstreet Boys girls, okay. but I did love Nick Carter and NSYNC. Okay. Yeah, Nick Carter. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I didn't remember. All. Okay, Joey Lawrence. Blossom. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I never watched Blossom. Oh yeah, I watched Blossom. Did I remember you? Blossom with her hat, her sunflower yeah. hat. Didn't he say something funny on that show that everyone repeats? I don't know. I can't remember. All right, Jonathan Brandis. I don't even know who that is. I don't either. He was in Ladybugs. I don't know what that is either. All right, oh, next, JT, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Okay, wait. You know what I was thinking earlier? I was thinking Nick Carter. Why was I thinking that he was Justin Timberlake? No, Nick Carter. What, oh, Nick Carter was in Backstreet Boys. He, yes. I was like losing my mind. It's okay. It's the 90s heartthrobs. Yeah. Okay, so Justin Timberlake was in sync, right? Yeah, he was in sync. Okay. Nick was Backstreet Boys. Okay. And you were an in sync fan or a Backstreet Boys? No, Board? Backstreet Boys. Okay. But clearly I'm not because I forgot about my man, Nick. So just like two concerts. Really? Yes. A couple years ago, I went to a New Kids on the Block concert. (gasps) So fun. I know. Um, Justin Timberlake so far. Oh, Mario Lopez still has a career. But out of everyone we've listed. Yeah. So far. Okay. Andrew Keegan. Oh, I loved Andrew (gasps) Keegan. Seventh Heaven. Uh, Ten Things I Hate About You. Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next so is cute. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't see how he's a heartthrob. Third Rock from the Sun and Ten Things I Hate About You. Don't I don't even know. And next is Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, my gosh. I think I had his poster on my wall. See, I, I, I never thought he was that cute. Oh, what I think was he's he so in? Cute. He was in Ten Things I Hate About You, too, wasn't he? I don't know. Or all that? I don't know. All right, Brad Renfro. Yeah, I don't know. Tom and Huck, he was in that show. Don't know that. Don't know. All right, him. and then there's Usher. Oh, well, he still has a career. He still has a career, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I was an Usher fan back in the day. I when I first got married, I used to always think Usher was like really cute and um he still is cute. But for Christmas, as kind of a joke one year, my brother gave me a, a Usher D V D concert, like a concert on D V D. So he gave it to me for Christmas and I was like, Okay, this is funny. I put it in one time. When I had to stop it, and I never watched it again. Because it was like, 
scandalous? Yes. <laughs> it was so scandalous that I felt dirty and had to turn it off. <laughs> there you go. Okay, Hanson. Oh, my gosh. We can't even Mbop. talk about Hanson. Like, like this enough. weekend, Mbop came on the 90s station on the radio, and Stephen was like, kids, your mom used to love Hanson. That is hilarious. I have a girlfriend, Kim, my friend Kim, still. Like, they still do stuff, and she's been to a show recently. Oh, my gosh. All right, next. That was like a dream. Yeah, Mark Paul Gosler. Yeah, say yeah, by the bell. Say by the bell. Zach. Zach Morris. It's a funny story. When I worked at the radio station a couple years ago, he was in town doing an interview with another station down the hall. And so I knew he was down there. I worked on a country station, so he wasn't coming to us. I don't know what he was promoting. But anyhow, I made one of the interns stand out in the hall and wait for him. And when he walked by, I made them pull him into my studio and snap a picture with him real quick. It was like that is awesome. the coolest thing ever. Zach Morris. Hey, you know, I lived in Austin when you were on KVET. Really? Yeah, I remember it. Oh, that was I worked funny. for the rodeo, and so we listened to it all the time. Really? Yes. That's fun. I yeah. love to be on the radio. It's what made me want to make a podcast. Okay, it. number eight, Will Smith. He's still around, obviously. Oh, yeah. Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. We could all probably sing the song if we started. Um, Ryan Philippe. Yeah. Cruel Intentions. He was pretty cute. He's pretty cute. He, I don't know if he does anything. Okay, next is Devin Sawa. Oh my gosh, I, I was wrong? like obsessed. Yes. I don't know who that is. Oh, he was on Casper and he was on that baseball movie. Don't uh, know him. So cute. Uh, Joshua Jackson. He's also Dawson's Creek, right? Yep, yep. Dawson's Creek. Uh, Jared Leto. Yeah, well, he still has a career. How do I not know who that is? Jared Leto, he was just on the Dallas Buyers Club. Oh my gosh, yes, he won yeah. an award. Yeah. He was amazing. Yeah. He was amazing. There he is. Okay. Back there in he 90s. is. I didn't know. Okay. Ryder Strong. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know who that is either. I don't know. I don't know. And then, okay, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, well, obviously. He still has a career. Titanic. Titanic. Romeo and Juliet. Yes. Number one, I don't know how these are ranked. Like, is number one the best? Jonathan Taylor Thomas. JTT. Okay, so when I was in like elementary school, JTT was coming to my hometown for a boat show at the convention center and he was signing autographs and my dad took me down there on a Saturday and we waited in line for probably like three hours so I could meet him. And I have a Polaroid picture of me and him that he signed. What a cool dad to do that. <laughs> he was in home improvement. Anything else? He was in a bunch of random movie, movie stuff. stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 That's so funny. 90s teeth drops. I wonder when our kids are older if it'll be like 2015 teen throbs. Yeah. Like who are there? That's so weird to throbs. think about. It's so weird. Um, you grew up in Waco, right? Yeah. And you went to Baylor? Went to Baylor Bears. That's good. That's My right. friend, Amanda. Do you know Amanda Brown? I do. We knew each other at Baylor. We were in the same sorority. Okay. That's hilarious. She was on last week's podcast and she went to Baylor as well. I so listened fun. to it. Oh, I liked it. Yay. Thank you. Um, okay. I saw this article the other day, and I don't know if you heard about this, but there was this high school teacher who she gave her, her kids, her high school kids, an option that they could skip the final exam if they went one week without their cell phone. Okay. So That's she's, awesome. she's like, if you hand in your cell phone for five straight days and I have it all day and night, you don't have to take the math final exam. 
Oh, it was math? Yes. Oh, I would have been all about that. So here was what it got me thinking about was, could you go a week without your cell phone? I think it sounds sort of heavenly. You would like it? I mean, I think it would be really hard, but I think if, if my people all knew that I didn't have a phone, uh-huh. then it would be really freeing. Like, I think my people pleaser in me, like, would feel bad that I wouldn't be responding, you people. know, to people who called me or texted mm-hmm. me. But if people knew that I didn't have my phone, then I think it would be awesome. I, I was thinking about that. You know, I'm off social media right now, and it's been, it's been wonderful. It's been freeing. I actually really, really love it. Um, and I'm not using my phone as much as I have before. Yeah. I mean, what I use my phone for now is email and telephone and like a map, you know, or whatever, but there's no, there's no apps on there for social media. So I'm not using it as much. And so I feel like that's what the teacher wanted to get her kids to do. And one of the girls actually in her class, she said she was having more like real conversations with her mom. Yeah. And I thought that is the truth of it. Cause you know. We, Aaron and I talk about this because our oldest is 10 and a lot of his friends already have phones. So crazy. And um, some of our friends, their 10 year olds have phones and I don't know. I'm just not ready for that yet. I mean, you have little ones, so it's kind of far off, but what do you feel about that? Do you think, are we giving our kids phones too early? Well, I always did everything last. Like my parents always were the more conservative ones. So clearly you didn't watch Saved by the Bell. So (laughs) (laughs) I know. I don't know. I mean, like what I can equate it to now, the phone thing with where my kids are is with like just sports and activities. Like I have not put my kids in any sort of sports or activities yet. Cause I know once I do, it is all downhill from there. Like there is no stopping once you start and that is going to be a fun season, but I'm not ready for that. So I could totally see not being ready for your 10. It seems crazy to me. Cause I don't have a 10 year old. I'm like, why would a 10 year old need a cell phone? Right. But it's funny because, you know, no one has home phones anymore. Yeah. And so we have done this twice. Our oldest is 10. I said that. But we have gone, like, out on a kind of a date and and left our kids here at home, gone to a restaurant, like, close to our house. I leave my phone home with them. Yeah. And then we take errands. And then we put a movie on. And we say we'll be back before the movie's over. So, literally, we go to a close restaurant. We eat. (laughs) And then we come home. But it's got me thinking, like, if I'm going to do that with Caden or leave him places to hang out with friends, which I'm not doing that yet either, he's going to have to have something, right? Yeah. But then totally. I'm like, I, mean, I, I didn't know. have I anything if, when I grew up. I wonder if you could get like one of those phones where you could only call people. I think the thing that's scary is when they have access to the internet yes. and to a camera. I don't know. That I just know. sort of freaks me out. It freaks me out too. The internet with kids freaks me out a lot. We have all kinds of safeguards on every computer in our house and it does it freaks me out so badly yeah Um, but anyhow speaking of dates how do you guys do dates y'all babysitters because you have no family there yeah we yeah we have since we've been married we try to go on a date once a week and before we had kids it was like always the same night and now you know with kids and with work like it's just hard to be that predictable um, we have not gone on a date in like two weeks, but we have one for t- next Tuesday and I'm already, I mean, I already have a babysitter and I'm already looking forward to it. It makes a big difference when I used to feel like, especially like for now dates for Aaron and I, they are vital and they are important, but it's a little bit easier than when we had little kids. I, I tell people all the time when I had little babies at home, 
Um, I mean, like my first two kids before we adopted Amos and Story, they're 22 months apart. So they're close. They're not three and a half weeks yeah. like yours, but they're close. Uh, but I used to always say, if I did not know that there was going to be a time during the week when I was going to be just alone with Aaron, like it would just make days harder for me. Yeah. But if I, even like you, how you said next Tuesday, if I knew next Tuesday night we were going out, it's like, okay, I'm going to yeah. get this time. I'm going to be able to have a conversation with him that doesn't involve, yeah. you know, changing diapers and feeding bottles and all kinds of stuff. I'm a huge fan of date nights. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we both work for ourselves and I work from home. And, um, so we implemented this thing at the end of last summer where I have a night off every week and it is my favorite. So when you say a night off, what do you mean by that? So, um, typically they're on Tuesdays, but so next week we'll go on a date instead of me having my night off, but I'll feed the kids dinner and do everything. Steven come home, comes home at six and it's typically right at six where normally he would come home a little before that. Uh-huh. And I leave and he gets him ready, gives him a bath, cleans the kitchen, puts them down and I can do whatever my heart desires. I love that. So sometimes are you alone or do you fill it up with girl time? Both. It's pretty half and half. Okay. Like last night I went to Starbucks with some friends and we wrote, we all were working on different things. Um, sometimes I'll go to the, I went to the library by myself a few weeks ago and wrote and sometimes we'll have margarita night or sometimes Mm -hmm. I just want to go walk through home goods or target just, you know, I love that. It really says a lot about your husband that he sees that value in that and giving you that kind of freedom just to get out because it is hard. Even though you say you work from home, you're also the primary caregiver for the kids. You know, that's how I feel too. I work from home, but also I also, if there's kids home, I'm the one taking care of them, you know, which we have multiple jobs, exactly, (laughs) which is, which I love and I'm fine with it. It's the way our family works best. But, um, Aaron's like that way too. He'll be like, you need to go out or something. It's so nice. I just was having like a meltdown last summer. It was before the kids were in any sort of parents day out and they were with me 24 seven every day. And I was like, I have got to get out of this house. It's drain. It can be very draining. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So do, what do you do when they're at parents day out work? Yeah, I work. Um, if I have like appointments, I'll schedule them all. I thought that I would like go to lunch with friends more, but I didn't do that as much. Now yeah. I'm sort of like already missing it. I'm like, oh. And now it's summer. <laughs> I know. Oh. Uh, that's so fun. There's a, well, you know, yeah. you used to live here, Central Market, which is a big grocery store here, but they also have this huge park. So we, tons of girlfriends will meet there. That is so um, fun. And get like appetizers and even a glass of wine. And there's this huge park and our kids can just play. It's so wonderful. That's nice. And it gets you around your girlfriends, but also um, your kids are playing. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun, fun. It's so much more fun to do stuff in community with people than by yourself. I love it. Okay. So last thing, and then we got to go. Yeah. You, um, sound very well traveled and you've done a lot in your young years of life. There are a lot of people who are graduating college right now. Like this is May, this is college graduation. It can be kind of like stressful. What's next? What is your advice for someone that is finishing college and they have like, probably a lot of them will start working now, or some of them may have this summer and then start a job in the fall. What's your advice for them? Oh my gosh. Well, when I graduated, I was engaged and about to be married, but I think most college people that it's not their story. Right. I would just say, go and do stuff. Like, I don't know when it's not like your life is going downhill and this is your last chance to do anything fun and awesome. Like it's definitely not. But I think what an opportunity, what a fun time in your life to 
go, I mean, I always wanted to backpack Europe for the summer or go like how cool. I wish I would have gotten to do like the world race or just something that is easy to do when you're young, before you start working and before you're married. I love it. And I would say the exact same thing. Just do it. Aaron and I were actually married in college. We, it took us Aaron seven years and me six years to get our undergrad. Um, we took the long route, but we were married by the time we both graduated. So it was like, we just yeah. went straight into, I mean, we were already in life. life. Yeah. We were, yeah. we were in the thick of it. So, ah, so fun. Okay. Take when, more naps while you can. That's what I would real, say. For <laughs> real. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I love your story, all you're doing. Um, I can't wait next week to talk to Jessica and hear more about y'all's trip to Rwanda and all that entails. And I can't wait for everyone. Everyone can follow y'all when you're there. Do y'all already have all this hashtag set up and everything? Yeah. The hashtag is style for, for justice, style for justice. And, um, okay. So y'all will be storytelling and all kinds of stuff from there. Yes. It'd be awesome. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Win. thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your nap time while those babies are sleeping. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Okay. All right. Bye, Win. Bye.